This podcast may contain content that may be alarming or triggering to some listeners, including suicide, violence, trafficking, adolescent pregnancy, and homelessness. Please check the show's notes for more detailed descriptions and take care of yourself. Welcome to Red Bean Baby, where the only thing more New Orleans than red beans and rice on a Monday is Red Bean Baby, the podcast that discusses parenting at Covenant House. Red Bean Baby is your opportunity to hear conversation amongst those with lived experiences and subject matter experts on a variety of social justice and public policy issues. Covenant House New Orleans is dedicated to serving all youth with unconditional love and absolute respect, helping youth experiencing homelessness and protecting and safeguarding all youth in need. I'm your host, Joya, a former resident and parent of Maternal Pathways at Covenant House New Orleans, bringing you all the guests and topics surrounding youth, life without housing, first-time parents, and so much more. So grab your cafe au lait and settle in for another episode of Red Bean Baby. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the first episode of the Red Bean Baby podcast. Again, my name is Joya, and I'm sitting here with Miss Ebony, um, who is going to tell us a little bit about what she does at Covenant House New Orleans. Hey, Joya. Hey, Miss Ebony. <laughs> so I have been a part of Covenant House for 13 years. Um, I actually started as a part-time intern um, I would come to Covenant House once a week and just support families and um, support outreach. And from there, I have worked in every department, has case management, um, re- resident advisor, um, and now I'm the director of young families. Um, the work that I have actually done at Covenant House has always been a part of young families work, um, but I just didn't know it yet. So, yeah, that is my role at Covenant House, um, and I'm so happy to be with, here with you today. And I'm happy to have you here with me today. Um, so, actually, Miss Ebony is going to talk with me a little bit about where I actually came from through Covenant House and my backstory, just to have all of the people out there listening understand um, a youth's perspective coming through Covenant House and also what Miss Ebony does and how that helps uh, youth. So, uh, again, I'm Joya. Uh, I'm 29 currently, but I came to Covenant House when I was maybe 21 or 22. And at the time I had two kids. I have three now. Um, And as a young parent, I came there because as most young people, I had problems in my home and with family members. And it was really hard to find somewhere stable to kind of stay with me and my boys. So I heard of Covenant House. I never really knew what Covenant House was. I just knew it was a shelter. Uh, I didn't understand how in-depth it was for young people um, because I thought all shelters was everyone of all ages, kind of like Salvation Army. You just go there and you leave when you want and you do what you want. Um, But they gave me some sense of structure. Um, I was really fortunate to have that peace in my life where I needed it instead of just being on the streets like with my children. Um. So, yeah, that's kind of like my overall story. And so, Joya, when you talk about coming to Covenant House, um, 
that would have been what nine years ago right yeah how was it then because we know things has changed social media <laughs> is different yeah just the outlook on the services we provide mm-hmm. what was covenant house nine years ago uh nine years ago uh i feel like it was um informational especially for young people um a little educational because some people are uh, I guess the right term would be a little ignorant to what um, most shelters for young people actually look like. But when I first came, uh, I hadn't had any type of schooling done or anything. I got help with trying to get my high set, which is called now, but of course everyone knew it as a GED, uh, to finish high school. I got help with child care assistance and everything. And um, I started out in what I guess is still considered crisis. Uh, Mm -hmm. So just moving along through uh, Covenant House, I started out there. Um, I worked my way into independency by going to ROP um, and then shortly after rapid rehousing and then everything just started to kind of move up from there. Yes. So when I met Joya, Joya was actually in ROP. Yeah. I was actually a staff in ROP. Mm -hmm. And I would say my first remembrance of Joya is just like she got it. I know I always say that, but just like it's just a light that Joya has. <laughs> you know, I always would laugh if I wanted to do a, a meeting or I wanted to do. I think we did vision boards. We remember? did. Yeah. And nobody wanted to come. And I was like, if I can only get Joya to come, they're going to they come. Gonna come. <laughs> and so, of course, I got Joya to come and lead it. And we ran out of stuff because we didn't have a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. So, Joya, just when did you realize that you're a leader? Like, was it do- through your journey at Covenant House? Did any staff like prompt or pull that out of you or you just kind of knew it from being a mother what was it because you have it um well (laughs) being a mother kind of helps it I know like before I had kids I won't say I was wild but of course every teenager young person is like I'm living my life you know I'm doing what I want to do and um you know after I had my first kid it was more like a you know you don't live for yourself anymore so I kind of just took a step back and was like okay I still want to go do this, but I'm going to just tone it down a little. Then I had another one, and it's like, well, how do you tone it back some more? Because I can't just be, you know, straightforward, Joy. But I I still, I didn't really still know it until maybe I left Covenant House. Because that was, like, the first opportunity where it was like, okay, you're on your own now. So, like, what differences are you going to make to make sure, like, you got this and you got that for your kids or you got this and you got that for yourself? So I didn't really notice it until I left because even those connections and those relationships that I made that people were like, oh, I like her. You know, I I want to follow in what she's doing. She's doing great. I admire her. Like, that followed me after I left. So it made me realize, okay, people are watching you. Like, you really have genuine people people who are like I I need to be like you when I grow up or I need to be like you now that I'm grown you know so it, it definitely hit me after I left Covenant House Covenant House taught me a lot of learning lessons to be able to realize that I was a leader oh okay and because this is New Orleans and everything is culture mm-hmm. what part of the city are you from for I'm, everyone who does not know New Orleans I'm from uptown <laughs> I grew up uh, uptown right up the street from the Magnolia between Washington and 2nd so I've been that way my entire life up until recently so now I stay in the east but the uptown is home uh everybody know it as what 
AB something. I know that Shakespeare Park, Souls, Crawfish, everything. Like, that's my okay. area right there. <laughs> okay, so we really knew all this. Yeah. Okay. Second line, that's the yeah, second line. Yeah, the second okay. line stops everything. Okay. Purple Rain, all of it. Okay. <laughs> and we talked, we talked a little about, like, you coming. So how did you find out about Covenant House? Because I know back then, social media wasn't what it is now. Right. So, so the funny thing about me finding out about Covenant House initially was me and my friends growing up used to always, bourbon was the thing. And if... It was like a holiday, like Essence Fest or something. We go into bourbon. And, of course, right there where now it's the Lafitte Greenway, there was still that street, so we would park there because, you know, that's where the good parking was. Nobody was going to tow the car. And we would walk <laughs> past Covenant House to go down, what is that, Toulouse? Mm-hmm. To go to Bourbon Street. And I remember walking past one day, and it was just, like, a whole bunch of cars. And I'm like, we could have parked in there. And they were like, we can't park in there. That's Covenant House. And I still knew nothing about Covenant House. And I'm just like, well, what is Covenant House? And sure enough, they had some people outside. And I don't know if they were living there at the moment or what. But, like, as I'm saying, what is Covenant House? A guy was just like, oh, it's a shelter. And just kept walking, like, casually. So I was <laughs> And this like, is New Orleans, so we get that. Right. right. So, you know, it was just like okay like a shelter for what but I never thought about it because in my mind I would never need to go to a shelter and that's like a lot of the mistake a lot of young people make too is like I would never need this or I would Mm -hmm. never need that until you need it and then you don't have those resources anymore and Mm -hmm. luckily for me that resource was still there because when it came time for me like okay I need somewhere to go I can't I think I had a van and I slept in my van for like two nights before I was like I can't keep putting my children through this I need to find somewhere to go even if it's somewhere, you know, short, really short, like a week or two. And I didn't realize I would be there as long as I was. Yeah. But I'm grateful for the opportunity, too. Yeah. And how old were the kids at the time? I know you said they were. They were like two and one. Okay. Yeah. So maybe a, a little bit less than nine years because my oldest is 10 now yeah. and wow. his brother is nine. So they, they were right there in that age span. Yeah. Because I, I think when I met you, they were like running around. They were Yeah. Ba- they, 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 were they were babies, but they were definitely active. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> they were good boys, though. So when you think about just your childhood, like what 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 is it about your childhood? Like what were the strengths of it? Mm-hmm. Um, because I know we can learn from good and bad things. Like yeah. what was the strength of your childhood that you remember? And what was something that you was like, nah, I'm, I can't. I'm, that's not my thing. Um, I definitely thank my mom daily. Shout out, Mama. Yeah. Um, I definitely thank her daily. She was definitely a strong woman. Uh, I grew up product of, like, an inactive father. Mm-hmm. He wasn't around. Uh, my grandfather was around, so I, I still a had a father figure, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but my mom definitely held it down for us. Um, she's kind of also where I get, like, a lot of my workaholic attitude yeah. from because that was all I ever saw her do. It was, like, go to work, come home, take care of bills, cooking, cleaning, sleep repeat so Mm -hmm. it was it was never really well I won't say never really we had those cycles where it was like okay fun time but Mm -hmm. she went to work she made sure the bills was paid she made sure I was taken care of and that the house was good and that was my strength like I never know I never knew a bad day Mm -hmm. when I was small I never knew what it was like to see bills piling up if they were or to see the refrigerator empty if it was like I never understood that because she always made sure that you know regardless you know it's gonna be there Mm -hmm. I say the weaknesses was not her not having the support 
Yeah. Um, so a lot of time growing up, like I would hear like, oh, well, this person never did this or this person never did that. And it's just like, well, that's kind of sad because my family is really, really big. But I can maybe count on a hand, you know, who's actually been there and done things. And if she's ever asked for help, who's actually come and help. Yeah. And that's kind of how I felt when I grew up. And I wanted to break that cycle mm-hmm. because I'm like, I don't want my kids to have to feel like they have to grow up and depend on someone else when they have family, perfectly good family, like right there in front of them, especially if we all have it. And even yeah. to this day, you know, my mom's still the same. You know, she's like, oh, you call me if you need anything. Did you eat today? Knowing like I'm the cook. So yeah. I, I'm, of course, I Definitely eat today. But it's just like, you know, that aspect of like not truly having the family dynamic in the family Mm -hmm. was kind of probably the weakness that I would say, because it only it showed me how to trust so little. Yeah. Where now I feel like I put my trust in a lot more people because I see like I have a bigger circle and yeah. a bigger support system. Yeah. And definitely knowing who you can count on for what. Yeah. I always say that, like knowing, OK, if you're the person that can watch the kids and you're trusting, then you're my person. Yeah. I may not be able to go to Jane Doe because <laughs> Jane Doe is good to call. Right. And to go out, but not to watch the kids. Right. So, Absolutely. yeah, that's cool. So what? the future look like for Joya like what because you you a whole brand right now (laughs) I don't know um I'm definitely we're definitely in the market of buying a home Mm -hmm. um me and my partner talked about that a lot um he's actually one of my biggest support systems aside from my mom now because we did our relationship thing so we're back good um but he's added on to that um and we've been together about four years so you know it's he's like listen it's cool to move in but you should like have your own stuff like you shouldn't just be apartment to apartment and paying people stuff that you could pay and actually get a house so like right now i'm building my credit we're gonna do that i literally just talk to someone who's going to build a website for my catering business mm-hmm. so that people can actually go on and oh, yeah, do the ordering. Food, the, food, the, the pecan candy. Because <laughs> we're not going to say Parlene. That's pecan candy. The pecan candy. It's so good. <laughs> yes. So I'm, I'm working on that because I've been promising myself that for years now. But I guess I was just kind of scared. To actually put my feet in the water and do what I needed to do. But I'm like, I'm tired of this now. Like, everybody know I could cook. Everybody know this is going to be something good. So, at this point, just do it. Um, I'm saving up a little bit so I can get a food truck. So, we could travel and get the the word around about the food. But, for the most part, definitely opening up something maybe small, maybe local. Uh, and expanding it everywhere where people can just be like, so this is New Orleans, huh? Like, yeah. I like that. A taste in New Orleans. Yeah, okay. just a little. Okay. And speaking of relationships, because I see a, a grown joy. <laughs> okay. So, like, how you knew that you were ready to, like, really say, okay, I'm trusting of someone since you did say that that was something you struggled with. But how you knew you were ready to, like, dive into a relationship again with someone new and what was that like for you well at first it was very unexpected because when I got out of my last relationship I vowed single C and I'm not getting in no more relationships and I'm not doing this and I'm not doing that and when I met him he was a work colleague and we were friends for like a year and like we found each other like finishing each other's sentences and all type of stuff and it was just like a real genuine connection 
And then the pandemic happened, and we were neighbors, basically, because I stayed on this side of the service road, and if I got on the service road and came around, he was on this side of the service mm-hmm. road. And his family was like, you might as well just come over. Like, we don't have anything to do. Everybody's inside. We can't really go anywhere. Like, we trust you. We know you have nobody at the house but the kids, mm-hmm. so you just come over. And, like, after spending so long with each other, it was just like, is this a thing? Like, are we doing this for real? Oh, you asked? Like, I, I did. I asked. I was like, is this something here? And he was just unsure as I was. He was just like, I don't know. Like, do you want it to be a thing? And he's like very like, he's a good listener. So even when I feel like he's not listening, he can, I'm like, you're not even listening to what I said. You didn't even hear what I said two days ago. And he was like, you said blank, 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 blank. And I'm like, okay, I'll leave you alone then. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm like, okay. So after a while, I was just like, you know what? Are you really? And I look to my kids for everything when it comes to somebody right. else. Because I've gotten into, like, very brief relationships where my kids were like, I don't want to be close to them. Like, yeah. it was just something about this person. And even as friends, before we even jumped into thing, anything, they were like, can we go over here? Can oh, yeah, we do this? It, can yeah. he come get us? Can we go do this? And he would. He would do for them before he did for me. And that mm-hmm. spoke volumes to me about him as a man and yeah. him as a person because... I had never seen anyone aside from their fathers to get into their life and get involved Mm -hmm. and then just be like, you know, you come second, you know, but he came in and he's like, what are the kids doing? Do you have this for the kids? Can we go do this for the kids? And I'm just like, yeah, we could go do that. That Yeah, that was very new. It was a little scary, but again, one of those things of not having the support system Mm -hmm. was like eventually you're going to need a support system. Like you have three small children. At this point, they you know, they're running you all around like, and mom is only going to do so much. Mom is getting older, so Mm -hmm. you know, we have to be respectful of her health and her time, even Mm -hmm. though she loves them and wants to spend every moment with them. It's like do you really have someone else? And he was that somebody else. And I just never understood that until one day we got into it, and I was just like, we're never coming back around. And he was hurt. Like, yeah. he was hurt to the point where he was like, you didn't even have to, you know, involve them in our stuff. And I had to do some reflection on me because that's my defense mechanism. Pack up everything and let's go. Let's like, roll. you know, right. I can't, right. I can't, you know, say, like, I'm okay with being treated a certain way. Yeah. And even though he wasn't, he it wasn't his fault. It was just me in my own head and us yeah. arguing. So, you know, I realized then I'm like, okay. This could be something, and this yeah. could potentially be something great, and it's been that way ever since. So I'm so happy for you, though. Like, just seeing, wow, I don't, I'm not going to cry. I'm, gonna <laughs> I'm about to say, you cry, cry. No, I'm not. <laughs> um, so motherhood, what, what, how would you define motherhood? Because I know oh, it's we the best have, hood. Yeah, because we have, yes, the best <laughs> hood, huh? We, um, we have some age between us, yeah. right? But I still like the same things, but... Just hearing it from someone that's younger is like, what? what is motherhood? It changed. It definitely changes you. Like, I cried for all of them. I figured at some <laughs> point I just stopped crying because, I mean, I got three now. But, <laughs> I like, every single one of them has something about me inside of them that that's I'm cool. just like, dang, I really used to be like that. <laughs> like, Raheem's so smart. And he's just, like, the brightest kid ever. Mm -hmm. Cameron, he's a little introverted, but he also is just like, you know, I'm going to say this. And it's so smart, like, when it comes out of his mouth. Like, I told him something one day, and he was like, "Um, 
well, mama, that's not how it's supposed to be. Yeah. It's supposed to be like this, but I did it like that because it made more sense. And the way he said it, I was like, you know what? That, that was sense. very responsible of you. I'm going to just let you have that moment. Right. And, of course, my little diva, Gianna, she's just... She's just a girly girl. Like, one minute she wanted to play with the boys and she wants to jump around, and the next minute she's like, Mama, paint my toes. And I'm like, okay, like, let's do that. Like, Like, yeah. And How how does parenting look from how you were parent to how you now parent your kids? Like, is it a difference? Do you think, like, oh, no, I'm never doing that, or I will do this because my mom did this. I know for me I do that a lot. Like, I take some pieces of how I I was parenting. I do, and no shade to my mom, but she was definitely um, the parent. How can I say? She was the passive parent. Mm-hmm. So in her mind, I'm working, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. Then automatically, it should be okay if I get my child this, 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 and this. And mm-hmm. by me being an only child on her side, because I have siblings by my dad, but by me being an only child on her side, it kind of got a little lost in translation because yeah. that's where most of like my attitude and stuff came from because it was like, well, you say we were going to the movies. We should be able to go to the movies today. And mm-hmm. she'd be like, no, I'm tired. I just got off of work. But she wouldn't necessarily set a boundary. Mm-hmm. So then it would be like the game of telephone. Like she said, no. So now I go to my grandpa. Well, grandpa, my mama oh, yeah, said Papa. I couldn't I have. remember Papa. Yeah. He's going to give it to Joy. Yep. So yeah. he was he was my biggest enabler. Yeah. <laughs> so he would be like. You know, Joyce, go and get that girl whatever she asked for. She asked for shoes for school. Just, I'll put the gas in the car. I'll do this. Or she asked to go to the movie. I'll put the gas in the car. I'll do this. And she's going with her friend. She'll be back at 7. And it would be basically the parenting tactic of, like, him overstepping his boundary yeah. and her not really stepping in. And then you triangulating. Yeah, and, and I'm I, just and in the I middle. And I knew it was something that we had a connection because I'm, like, the only child, too. So you give off that energy, okay? Yeah. <laughs> All right, that's it. I got it. Okay. Yep. And then, so when it came to me being a parent, at first it was like that. It was whatever he wanted. And then Mm -hmm. I had another, and I'm like, oh, I got to buy two of these now. Mm -hmm. And I don't really have enough for two of these. And then when it became three, I'm just like, okay, we got to set some boundaries because I understand you feel like this. So I don't know what it's called now because they have a whole bunch of parenting styles. I think it's like helicopter parenting or something like that but basically like i give them free range at this age to tell me how they feel so that i can address it accordingly yeah because i still have boundaries i still discipline and say you know hey you can't do this or you shouldn't do that or you're getting in trouble for doing this or that and then we find a disciplinary action around it whereas at first i was so frustrated because nobody taught me anything about how to parent when i remember i remember coming to covenant house and i spanked Raheem because he almost pushed Cameron off a chair while he was brushing his teeth and in my mind it was a a great disciplinary action because he could have gotten hurt and I'll never forget Miss Archie and Miss Linda (laughs) (laughs) and she pulled me to the side and she was like listen growing up how you grow up I understand where you coming from you pop him because he did something wrong but here we're going to teach you some different stuff on how to be a mom and how to also not get frustrated because you seem really frustrated I said I'm just uncomfortable like I'm in a new setting they're in a new setting they don't understand and now like they're uncomfortable which is making me more uncomfortable Mm -hmm. and I just don't know how to maneuver so yeah parenting changed for me a lot Especially being at Covenant House because they taught me some of the skills that I use literally to this day on how to maneuver through three kids. Right. And shout out to Miss Archie and Miss Linda, huh? Yes. Right. Big shout out. Yeah. Um, so what would you 
have as your final thoughts on Covenant House that you would want to share? Like, what's your final thoughts that you would tell to someone new? Um, not saying everyone um should go straight to a shelter because I, like I said, I was a very rebellious teen, tween, uh, young adult. Um, in my early 20s. And so a lot of the times we don't realize that it's more of a listening thing. But if you're in a really bad situation and you need somewhere to go and you find yourself at Covenant House, utilize all of those resources. A word. I utilize. love that. Utilize them. Yep. Util- I definitely, I think that's something that we see a lot mm-hmm. with young people not utilizing it as it should be. Mm-hmm. You know, Covenant House being a staff, we rarely say no to things. We right. want, we win in y'all language. We win when y'all win. Yep. So when y'all win, we win. And yep. that's, and that's fulfilling for us. So definitely, um, how can Covenant House better educate um, families? Like how can we, what would you say we could do to be more since now the generation has changed and we mm-hmm. have younger parents and people coming in with different things now what could we do better, you would say? Um, I feel like y'all are doing great. Um, I know social media is a big thing nowadays, so maybe just finding different uh, outlets. Like, I know a lot of people, for some odd reason, on TikTok, which mm-hmm. is it's hilarious. But it's also educational. They have some really good things on TikTok that, mm-hmm. like, it's like, a, oh, I never understood that. I never knew that. And it's all from, like, literally a f- two-minute clip. Mm-hmm. And that's what people want nowadays. Everything is just like fast food. Like, I want to get it and go. And mm-hmm. that's literally what every person is looking for. Like, I have a young lady who I work with, and she swears by social media. Oh, I saw this. I saw that. Mm-hmm. I heard this. I heard that. So I think if Covenant House was on more platforms of social media, even if it's something small like a mom and a baby doing one of the viral dances or something like that, like just that. like, you know, getting them like, oh, well, this is fun, but what is Covenant House? Because that'll be the first thing I think of. Oh, like I saw this. Let me go to this page. And then you wow. see all of the actual things Covenant House does like far as fundraising and how they help mom and babies and how they help young men. Because I know we talk a lot about moms, but, yep. you know, there are young men that actually stay at Covenant House too. So like what are all of the benefits you actually get from going to this program? Because at this point, I don't even think you should just call it a shelter. It's a program. Wow, Joya. Okay, yeah, it is. It definitely is a program. Yep. Hearing it, we definitely do more than just a shelter. We, yeah. I always say it reminds me of a college yep. dorm yeah. <laughs> setting. With some responsibilities. With some <laughs> responsibility, yeah. Because college, college can get out of Yeah, it definitely could, thinking. So, again, we are super excited for this opportunity for you to be the host of this. I can't wait to see how this grows for you and um, definitely learn and ask questions and learn from you. So, yeah. Well, thank you for coming, Miss Ebony. Thank you for talking to me and interviewing me yourself. And thanks all of y'all listening. And hope to see you next time on the Red Bean Baby podcast for episode two. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>